Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I am Blake Fisher, and I am joined by Sir Chris Monier. He was knighted yeah, recently yeah, by the Queen of England. Over the uh, week. And Kyle Simmons, who's not a knight. Sorry, oh, he's not a sir. That hurts. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. Take it up with the Queen. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and that way they just show up in your little feed. And if you like the show, you know, please give us a glowing five-star review. It really helps us. Five stars. By the way, you cannot mail in your review. in a. It's on a mail-in ballot kind of situation. No, nope, we're throwing those out. A lot of confusion with USPS. <laughs> USPS will not know what to do with something. If you draw five stars on a piece of paper and try to mail it or something, it doesn't work. You have to go to iTunes and do it there. It's all digital. Um, you know, just in case you've got any confusion, I know there's a lot of misinformation going on right now, um, in the politics of ratings on a podcast, but anywho, today we are doing a motion city soundtracks, commit this to memory. And, uh, I am the person that did the research. So let's jump in fellows that work with y'all. Sounds good. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just picturing a postal service worker with like a, a postcard and the address is just finding emo. And then under it, it's just like, if you know, you know, and they're like showing their friends. Anyway, there's a, there's a, there's a Santa Claus pile and there's a finding emo pile. Which pile, which pile's bigger in this scenario? What do you think? Yeah. God pile, Santa Claus, finding emo. (laughs) They're going to love us. Maybe our pile is smaller, but I bet they're more well thought out. I bet so too. Yeah. And not written by children probably either. Stupid Um, kids. (laughs) <laughs> so this album was released uh, June 7th, 2005 on Epitaph Records, which uh, they actually did all of their records but Go were on Epitaph, so I guess I didn't realize that. They actually stuck it out with them, uh, which was a little unusual back then, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but Some Epitaph is a did. good label. Like When you're on Epitaph, you're like an Epitaph band. Yep. Right, Kyle? Well, I feel like Kyle would know. I, I mean, Rancid, I, like all those guys. I think so. I think you stick around. Yeah, I so mean, they, yeah. they certainly stuck around. Uh, produced by Mark Hoppus and co-produced by Ryan Hewitt. It's kind of Mark Hoppus's first foray into producing. They had done uh, some shows with them, some tours, and he had kind of talked about wanting to do something like that, and they just kind of approached him and asked him if he'd do it. So he did, and uh, sounds like he had kind of a hands-off-ish approach to not trying to shape them too much, but just kind of giving them some arrangement ideas and making it you know, he, I think the quote was he didn't really want to uh, try to make it sound like his style. He just wanted to kind of bring out their style uh, and give them some pointers on that kind of thing. Obviously, as a guy who had certainly knows how to craft a song, uh, I would say. So, a little success in the music business, yeah. I think those make really good producers, actually, songwriters. I think that they kind of know, especially if you bring them in on that arrangement side of things, I think that you can do some good stuff. And I think that he clearly took them in a good direction here, even though it was maybe kind of hands-off. I think there's a lot of maturity between this album and the one that came before it in 2003. Um they largely recorded this over six weeks at a place called CD Underbelly Studios, which is really just a home that was converted to a studio. Uh, a home once owned by the drummer of Toto, by the way. So Ooh. in case you needed that tidbit of information, another fantastic uh, musician there. Um, it was largely written while Justin Pierre, the lead singer, was seeking treatment for alcohol abuse, which I think is pretty obvious Yeah, <laughs> in the lyrical yeah. content of this. Uh, just- and... 
seems to well, be a obviously, theme. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about those specific songs, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a theme throughout this record, and I think Motion City Soundtrack kind of does an amazing job of writing these. Like, if you just read the lyrics, they're incredibly sad, but they're all to oh, these really bouncy yes. pop rock songs with a Moog synthesizer in the background, mm. and if you don't pay close attention, you don't realize it. You, so, you could be fooled um, into thinking they're a happy band. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like without a doubt, it sounds, it all, it all sounds very happy until you kind of pay more attention. So that's kind of the extent of it. They basically recorded it, like I said, over six weeks in 2004, in like the fall of 2004, and uh, out in LA. And they're, of course, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, good old solid Midwest band. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the, you know, short of the record. Um, Let's talk about kind of our first impressions of it. Kyle, do you remember your first time you heard this record or uh, impressions of it? So I remember, I, yes, I don't necessarily remember around the time because I remember I was not into their first release. It's, uh, I am, it was, I am the movie. Is that right? Something like yeah. that. I was not super into that. And I remember there was a little bit of buzz around them. And a bunch of the bands that I was listening to were talking about Motion City soundtrack or taking Motion City soundtrack out on the road with them. And I remember kind yes, of being they like, toured with everyone. <laughs> they did. I mean, they, yeah, they toured everyone. so much. And, and I, yeah. I remember just kind of being like, huh, I, I guess I don't really get it. And then I heard this record and I was like, holy crap, this band is freaking awesome. And, um, I haven't. I really haven't gone back and listened to that first record, so I don't know if it if it really is that different. That I just wasn't ready for Motion City soundtrack or not. Um, but I I love this one from from the very first spin. Chris, what about you, dude? I'm like in the same boat as my birthday buddy. I like the first record, and everybody. It seemed like a lot of people were going nuts about him on the first record, and I heard it, and I was like, man, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's like pretty intense uh, to me. I think actually like we even played with them in Tulsa and I watched them and I was like, dude, they're so, they were so good at rock and roll. Like if you programmed a, a robot to be like perfect at rock and roll, like you would get these guys. They just like, they, from the very beginning of their careers, they were so good. Um, and then when I heard, obviously since Hoppus was doing this record, I, I was really interested in it and I, I kind of dug the singles and um, you know, I liked it all right, but it definitely grew on me a lot a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot over the years to the point where, you know, when they did their farewell tour, like I was like bought tickets like the hour they went on sale. I was so stoked. I didn't get a go. We were playing tweezer that night. Oh, wow. bummer. You, see, you saw him in Texas. But, you should have yeah. moved to Austin. Then yeah, everything would have worked out just perfectly for that one night. Uh, worth uprooting your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really actually cannot remember the first uh, time I list, I heard the record. It's I I know that sounds weird, but I've really always loved this band. Not always because I actually did not really know of them during the first record, which is weird, Chris. Because you're right, we played a show with them in 2002, so yeah. before that record even came out, and I didn't realize it until years later, until I saw them again, and I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this band. I've played, we've played a show with this band because I just. It's pretty. There weren't a lot of bands with a uh, synthesizer player that would do a handstand on the on the synth stand. Uh, that was a pretty. You kind of recognize that immediately again when you see it. So yeah, we'd play with them, and I do remember the same thing you said, Chris. I remember them being super tight. I mean, they were like one of the better so live tight. bands of this era um, when they like playing live, and I feel like they tightened up a lot between that first record and this one. I mean, like as a band, I think they were 
uh, quite a bit better on this one. And some of it's probably the production too, of just like having some more money. Yeah. Obviously that first record is like everyone's first record for the most part. It's like, you got to get in there, do your parts and get out of there. Cause you've got like just super limited budget. And so, uh, this one had a slightly bigger budget. They had a little more time, obviously, um, and so I think that shows, uh, a lot on it, but I really liked it. I mean, the second I heard it, um, it was, I kind of feel like they are, they should have been bigger than they ever were. I feel like oh, they yeah. are kind of a, I think they could be the poster child for this entire genre as far as, mm. uh, they kind of do everything well. They're really great live. Um, they've got, they're really good musicians. They, they have this kind of pop quality to them without being, in any way sellouts or cheesy or anything. Uh, great melodies, great front man, um, and unique enough that like you can hear them and know it's them immediately. Mm-hmm. And their lyrics are like 100%, yes. you know, genuinely uh, great. And they're also just kind of like a staple of this thing, like kind of the social anxiety and all that kind of stuff that went into a lot of the kind of emo bands lyrics so i think they always should have i always thought they and like i said you two they toured with everyone they were on warp tour like every year they went on tour with every band they were i mean touring all the time uh everyone liked them i've never heard anything bad about them ever if you wanted to see this band live like all you had to do is wait two months and they would be 45 minutes away from you like uh, i I think the green door in our town just like had a motion city soundtrack like sticker they would just like put up on the sign because they played so often it was they were always here they were yep. always everywhere. Like you could always go see them. It was great. Like if you were like that band, you could see them all the time if you wanted yeah. to. So yeah, I think first impression, I mean, they were, they kind of had that perfect balance of kind of irony and sadness and quirkiness. And I don't want to call it like nerd rock cause that's not the right thing, but they were the right amount of nerdy too, if that makes sense. Like they yeah. didn't seem to take themselves completely seriously. Uh, they took what they did very seriously. Obviously I think you can't be that good at what you do and not take it seriously. I don't think, but uh, but they weren't serious about like rock stardom or something like that. It didn't seem so. No. Um, yeah, it's just a, it was a really good record. I, I, I know it's not their real debut record, but for it basically is. Cause yeah. I mean, the first one was really small. No, I, like I said, I didn't really, I think I'd heard the name, but I don't think I really heard that album ever. I listened to it after I had this album, but, uh, but I didn't actually hear it before this one. Well, uh, I guess any other kind of first impressions or of them as a band as a whole before we jump into track by track? Um, I will say that like his his voice is unique and Very just, unique, just yeah. like like you said, when you hear Motion City soundtrack, you know that you know that it's them. He he has I mean it's still unique, but at the time it was like, Whoa. I you know yeah. he, he it was extremely different than everything else that was going on. And so, and it's unmistakable. I mean, you can, you hear it and it's like, there's no doubt who it is kind of thing. Well, and one of my favorite things they do, obviously we'll get into this more with track by track, but like one of my favorite things that they do with his vocal is he, he does do backgrounds for himself, but like, it's always way down and it just makes it blends so nicely with his own voice. And then they still do harmonies with other members of the band. But like, I, we've talked before about stacking vocals and how you like, you know, we like other people's voices, but man, his stacks really nice. Yeah. And he's kept it uh, good all these years too. He still, still sounds great there. His solo stuff. He sounds great on. And same thing. That was one of those things that I didn't know was releasing came on my Spotify 
discovery thing. And immediately it came on. And I was like, that is the dude from my, <laughs> yep, there you, go. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like, Oh, I know who this is, you know, uh, without a doubt. So, okay, well, let's jump into track by track. Then, uh, let's go to attractive today. I am right. I am overgrown. I'm also fed up with the common cold. But I just hate to say goodbye to all the metaphors and lies that have taken me years to come up with. God, I love that synthesizer in there. I mean, it is right up there. They didn't try to hide it or anything. It's like, it's very Reggie in the full effect. Yeah. Obviously, an influence. Uh, Kyle, it's good to you. I mean, attractive today. What's not to like about it? What's not to love about it? It's it's awesome. Um, I love I love when everything kicks in. I love the synthesizer. Um, I love his voice. Very good. I want. I always wonder on this song. Like, did he write it knowing it was an opening track? It just it feels, oh, it feels like it was yeah. written oh, yeah, as yeah. an opening track. I mean, I did read in kind of the diving into this kind of stuff that this is definitely one that he admitted later on to being like completely drunk when he wrote it kind of thing and feeling oh, wow. bad about himself and not really, you know, remembering much about it. But I, I, it just like, it's such a good, like, it sounds like an opening track. I tried to write a song like this one time and I think I failed miserably, but just like, oh, like a minute and a half long intro to the record. It's a really good intro to the record and a really good intro to the band. Again, I've said this before on other uh, other albums we've covered, but it's kind of got all those kind of staples. It's got the anxiety-ridden lyrics. It's got the that really thin guitar sound they do a lot of times mm-hmm. on those kind of low parts. It's got the synthesizer way up front and kind of a melodic hook kind of thing going on. So, yeah, I love it. Chris, uh, what are your thoughts? Dude, uh, the freaking drummer of this band, like he just gets right <laughs> into it on the song, doesn't he? Yep. I mean, when, really they, does. when they do that line about the common effing cold and yep. he's like, that's still, well, yeah. yeah, but it's not, it's, that's not like a, a secret, like Phil that he does it. I mean, he the guy's just all over the place. The whole, the whole record that this song, like, I, I mean, obviously like the smell of, if you went to clubs back in the day, like the smell of a club is just like, it, it's a very distinct smell. It's almost like IHOP, but without the pancakes, like cigarette smoke, stale, you know, like, lo- you know, st- sticky. And like, when I hear the song, I just feel like I'm right there. Like it, 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 it makes me feel like I'm, you know, just the anxiety of like being out in the night, like talking to girls, like talking to your friends, all that. This song has the vibes. It, it just, it puts me right there. It, it like, takes, takes you to a right place. There. It takes me to a place his words paint a picture in my mind grapes wow <laughs> we're gonna print all these uh catchphrases on a t-shirt or something maybe <laughs> so uh okay well let's go to well, okay before we go to everything is all right i've got a complaint by the way oh um right out of so, the gate right out of the gate not about the album so much as on spotify this album is messed up and that little swell that's at the end of Attractive Today that goes into that drum intro, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's supposed to, it's a seamless thing. It goes, yeah. that does not work on Spotify. It goes, and then it goes, again, oh. at the beginning of Everything is All Right. Now, so it, it happens twice. Were you listening to the remastered one, the the, the pink one, or the, the one with the brown cover? Uh, I was probably listening to the original one, so because I'll check I, the other one out and sh- see well, if it's better. Because I was better. listening to my copy, and like the F word is like blanked out. 
on some songs and not on other songs. Not, well, we not- can talk more about that. There, there's a lot of things that got edited on the like track listing, like entire titles of songs yeah. got changed. But this is like a mastering problem. Like it, like it has that swoosh sound. It's supposed to be at the either the end of Attractive Day in the beginning or or not the beginning. But it's on both. It's like some, someone mastered it wrong. Some epitaph intern in 2014 when Spotify and Apple Music were getting geared up, like they were like, "Hey, just go, just take care of this. We need yeah, these records." Someone to needs to fix it because the end of this. <laughs> Somebody goofed up. It does it twice, and that was such a great Transition. another reason why it's such a good like yeah. intro. Because it literally has that little swell into the drum part of everything is all right. It's just a great one-two punch. Uh, so anyway, I'm not going to play that part because it doesn't work right. But uh, we're going to play everything is all right. Here we go. Cause I hate the ocean theme parks and airplanes talking with strangers waiting in line. I'm through with these pills that make me sit still. Are you feeling fine? Yes, I feel just fine. Tell me that you're all right. Yeah, everything is all right. I just love the list dude, of things. Dude. <laughs> In this song. It's so good. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on Everything is Alright? No, this song is like the perfect anxiety song. Mm. Uh, like, especially for somebody who, like me, who's like a, what, what, what did somebody call me the other day? An extroverted introvert? Like, where if you talk to me, you're like, oh, you don't have a problem talking to people. But I'm like, yeah, but it devastates me. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so like talking about waiting in line, like that's like my nightmare. This whole COVID thing has been, oh, I, you, you have to be careful how you say it, but it's been great for people who like me who are just like, oh, so they just leave it at my door. And then when they I open the door, they're gone. Anyone? And I don't have to be like, how was the drive? How's the freaking weather? I don't want to do any of that. I just want my chicken filet. I want to know if all these things really bothered him or if he just started listing things at some point. Uh, <laughs> but it's great. It's a, it's such a good, there's such a good list of stuff in this song. I've got, I got the vinyl this week, so I actually checked oh, out nice. all the, Blake is showing all us this vinyl, by the I'm way. I'm showing everybody. the vinyl that yes. you guys can't see because this oh, is a podcast. Oh, with another, with another cover, or is that the back? Well, this is the, this is the sleeve. So oh, okay, okay, I've got okay. The cover over here. Uh, it is a different cover though on the, on the vinyl though. It's the full thing instead of just the half of it. Oh, so. nice, nice. Um, okay, Kyle, before. Before you give us your thoughts, mm-hmm. do you all know who sang background vocals Patrick on Stump. this track? Patrick, yeah, Stump. Do you know who else? No. Rob and Patrick from Limbeck. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Wow. And by the way, they misspell Patrick Stump's name on the... <laughs> I hope they did that on purpose. Yeah, That's he hilarious. deserved Stumpf. it. The, the S-T-U-M-P-H with an H at the end. Patrick Stump. Stump. No, now, and I, when Stumpf. I looked at it, I was like, oh, I've been spelling Patrick Stump's name wrong all this time. <laughs> well, and then I, I got now, on the now, internet and it was put it's some, definitely not they spelled put some with an H. On it. Now, I'm not yeah, going to lie, did. though. I didn't notice that till this week when I was listening to it with, with nicer headphones. Because yep. like, when it was just kind of uh, isolated, I was like, oh, that's that's definitely Patrick Stump. And it make, it all makes sense, you know, because all these guys are from the Midwest and... But no, yep. no, I didn't know about the Limbeck. I That's did awesome. not know about the Limbeck thing either. Uh, and we will have another Limbeck trivia question here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, Limbeck, if, if any of you don't know who are listening to this podcast, uh, maybe made the best driving album of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were solid dudes and every, another band that every band liked. No one ever had a negative thing to say about them. So they're featured on the track, too. Yeah, a bunch of Midwest goodness from uh, 
Although they were from, they're from California. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I mean, sure. But they're from. They're from here. (laughs) They they feel very. (laughs) That's right. Midwest. Yeah. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the everything is all right though? So okay, I have lots of thoughts. Uh, I love this song so much. It's one of my all-time faves. Last week we did uh, nice. "Alive with the Glory of Love" and said, and not only did we say, but like there were articles saying that it was one of the top 100 songs of the genre. I think that this is like top five songs of the genre. Um, Completely agree. There's, there's like the f- I remember the moment I heard it, and like the drums when they start, when everything kicks in, it's like it makes you feel happy. And what's so what's so crazy is I, I even this week, like when with researching it, I mean, I've been researching this for weeks, but, you know, specifically <laughs> this week, um, like it was it was weird because it it really bummed me out to think that like this song that makes me so happy and makes me feel so good is about a dude who's trying to express that he's not OK. <laughs> and and. And and everybody it's just like everybody just wants him to say that he is, and like it like it it just bums me out it, because it just like this song has brought me so much happiness, and maybe it shouldn't have brought me so much happiness. I don't know, but like I I love the song, love it so much. By the way, this is something I'm just now realizing about those background vocals. They're literally singing the words "All right, hi, everything's great," which is the album name, yeah, of Limbeck's album that came out a couple of years before, which is pretty great. Like irony, he's literally having them yell the name of their album in the background. That's <laughs> uh, pretty good. I like it. So yeah, something I did not know. Uh, despite loving both of those bands a lot, I never knew they were on there. That was kind of the nature of you grab a CD and I like sometimes you didn't look at the liner notes yep. uh, and or sometimes if you bought it on iTunes, you certainly didn't because you didn't have them. I had this album, though, so I don't know why I didn't know that before. But in who uh, shall we go to uh, when you're around with quotations around your clearly he's being a gr- grammar Nazi about it, which I love. So we're going to go to that. Thoughts on when you are around quotation marks around you are your. So uh, I love it. But again, diving in this week, the one two punch of everything is all right. And the lyrics with this one. Oh, so bummed out. And the music is so happy. Like you're just so good. If you just listen to the music, you can smile. And if you read the lyrics, it's just like, whoa, this dude. It's because. A Moog synthesizer does not lend itself well to Sadness. sad songs. It just doesn't. <laughs> that 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 thing is not allowed to make sad sounds. Uh, it's just not. And so <laughs> you kind of you can't have a guy playing synth Moog synth in the background. By the way, it is Moog, not Moog. Did you guys know that? I did not know this until like I don't know. I, I, I knew someone I corrected it. me, and and 
Which, I, I don't a, care. That's a dick move to correct <laughs> yeah. someone on that. I don't like uh, whoever this is. It's, it's actually Moog. Because it's like, spelled oh. M-O-O-G, and they've got something called a Moogerfuger, which is not, again, are we really supposed to, is that a Moogerfuger then? Or a Moogerfuger? No, it's not. Anyway, it is pronounced Moog, but I say Moog most of the time because I don't want to sound like an a-hole. But, um, well, when they told me, yeah. that when they corrected me, it said in stone how I would forever pronounce right. it. So what do you still say, Moog? Yeah, no, you're, you're, like, you're like mark this moment. I will never call it that, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> it, you it you who, did this. This is on you. If it depends, if I'm trying to impress a keyboard player, maybe I would say Moog. Uh, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the whole point of this: not a sad instrument. Uh, and you're right. This is another one that sounds super happy and poppy. And you're right. The lyrics are, if you just read this sleeve Ugh. and said, what kind of band is this? You would not. A sad one. Uh, I don't think you'd nail what was happening musically. Probably. Well, that, that, this song is a perfect example of why I think like any reviewer at the time who like wrote them off as like a pop punk, like silly band that was just trying to capitalize on whatever was happening. is like so full of crap. Cause they obviously weren't like, they weren't really paying, paying attention. attention to what was happening yeah. here. Right. Because, yeah, the, this is a dark, brooding, sad, depressing lyric song written over these, like, poppy, punky, jingly, fun guitars. And, I, I mean, I like that dynamic a lot because it's... Uh, I do, too. It's, it's my a very, favorite dynamic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's um, it's it, it's really cool, too. It's so... it's the, the music's so happy that you can sing along with the words. And, like, as the words are coming out of your mouth, you don't even realize, like, how depressing they are. Um, but, yeah, Homeboy was, like, in a dark hole when he wrote these songs. Obviously. Well, yeah, I, unfortunately, he got and hopefully out of this, it. No, no, I think uh, yeah. I, I, this song kind of tells a story to me of like him hitting rock, rock bottom. And you got to yeah. hit rock bottom to come back up, you know? He was doing AA like during or in the lead up to the sessions or during the sessions. Or, like that's like when he did it. Like he was like in the recovery thing while recording this record. So, I mean, obviously the writing of it happens before then. So, um, yeah, he comes out of it, fortunately. And I'm really glad because then we got some other great, great albums that came after it. Well, and if don't. you follow him on Twitter now, he's got like a beautiful family and he, oh, he's always yeah. smiling. He looks no, uh, he yeah. looks healthy and happy. It's great. Uh, by the way, can we talk for a second about his hair? Great, great rock and roll hair. Yeah. Great. Uh, good hair. I, I, Just I, had high. A, I believe I had a phase of uh, less than about a week where I tried to do it. Did not work with my face. No, I think it takes some work on his part, and he really embraced the like mad scientist look. Uh, and well, with the I glasses and the yeah. uh, seven o'clock stubble, not five o'clock. It's a little more, but it's not all the <laughs> way beard. Little, well, he's got more now than he did then. I yeah. feel like he didn't have as much then, but uh, yeah, it's a great look. He's got great rock and roll hair, um, and and it always has been. So, okay, let's go to resolution. Let's get I like that you thought that song was ending, but they really dragged it out for a long time on that one. Chris, thoughts on Resolution? This song is sad. <laughs> like we're going to say that about every song on this record. I'm but not going to stop saying it until it stops being true. It's not going to. Um, but uh, I think I, really good. I, I also this there's a theme. There's there's a few references to the New Year 
on this record. Yeah, yeah, there are. I, I'm wondering if like that that the, this period in time was when he was like kind of hitting. Uh, I know for alcoholics too, like um, uh, New Year's tends to be trouble. Like you know, that's where people party really hard. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Liquids, powders, and pills. Hmm, what you talking Not about? Not quite buddy? taking it against <laughs> my will. Yeah, I mean, um, well, and you got to think timeline wise. So I mean, he's obviously there's more than one song about the New Year's. Uh, he's probably writing this the year before they record it. So this right. is like yeah. winter of 2003 into, you know, winter, early winter or early 2004 is when he's writing it. And then they record it that fall and release it the following summer. So yeah, you wonder like, man, uh, if this is what's happening in potentially December, January of 2003, 2004, like how bad did it get for the next six months? You know, like, yeah. well, I don't know. Well, it, I, I think that the, the, the song musically and lyrically like really puts you in a fog like you almost feel like him, like somebody who's like kind of lost in, in one of those episodes where they're abusing substances. And you can even see in the lyrics, like how like he, he hates himself, like he's hating himself and also keeping going and also just like kind of giving a ton of tongue in cheek. Like it's not really all the way my fault, but like, you know, it's all around me. I can't help it. I don't know, man. It's cool. I mean, it's interesting that all these songs are like written in that moment and not yes, like looking back. Yes, in the exact moment. If that like, makes like, sense. I'm here dying yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that a lot of songs are, are from that perspective. Like, Cause, well, because he writes about. That are about, so self-loathing. They're, they're well, usually he, like about partying's awesome. It's never like, I'm partying no. and I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. By the next album, he's sober and it's clearly a looking back. On, like, and you can tell it's more retrospective. You can tell all this is like in the moment. Yeah. And, and by the next one it's a little more, you know, looking back and maybe having regrets and stuff like that. And, and this one's a little bit more like, uh, you, you can tell like some of it, it's not like he's like, Oh, I'm miserable. It's almost like he's anxious and nervous and stuff, but he's also kind of like fine with it in some ways. Like the, 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 everything is all right. It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like him embracing his OCD in a way. It's not really, <laughs> you know, it's not kind of like the I'm okay song from my chemical romance where it's, kind of like a fake thing. It's like, I think he's like, Oh no, this is me. Uh, and, and I'm weird, but that's fine. Uh, I, I almost kind of read it that way, but it's an interesting, uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. Did we, uh, Kyle, did you give us opinions on this song? I, I didn't, <laughs> I but now I kind of want to go back beca- and, and, ta- and I want to comment on what you just said. So like, I've Please always do. interpreted everything is all right. As like the chorus is what people want to hear him say. And the verse is who is how things really are. You know, I do a little bit too, but I—it's weird. I can't. That's I mean, we can't. So pr- we can't songs. prove this. You can't prove anything. <laughs> but it—it it does seem like, um, like I, I don't know. There's something about the listing of all the things that yeah. he doesn't like and yeah. make him OCD, and the things he does like checking his tires. I, I think that's so. Like, I, it it seems like. He's going, yeah, that's weird. That's my OCD or whatever. But yeah, it's I can like see it's that. fine. I can like see it's that. so I don't know. I I kind of get two vibes from that. I can see both sides. I think it's kind of a coin flip, probably. I mean, I prefer and, and your version because I I feel like mine makes is you more sad. Because <laughs> it's a silver lining potentially yeah, yeah, to the rest of the lining. really sad songs. So okay, we'll speak. So to build okay, on ahead. that, my opinion on yeah. this song is it's great. Um, but it does not have quite as happy of a vibe as the last two songs and so so because of that when you say things like she would tend to my wounds and fill me with food when i'd stumble in drunk for breakfast she was right to take off before she was consumed that's a little bit more of a bummer when you don't have like 
you know, the happy music going on. It is. I wonder if, I mean, I read that there's a song later that's about just a roommate he had that was a girl. It makes me wonder if that's what that line specifically is oh, about. Yeah. Not so much a girlfriend, yeah. but a, a roommate Blake, kind of situation. Keep, hey, keep keep bringing these silver linings, dude. Make this album happier. I'm going to try to do Make it. this album happier than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, I, it's so weird because every lyric on this album is sad for the most part, mm. but I never feel sad listening to no, it. It's nope. not like death cab for me where it's like, that's going to put me in a rate. That's a, that's a yeah. rainy day music. This is windows down feeling good. Summertime jam music, you yeah. know, feeling good. It, even though the lyrics are not feeling but like good. I said, it's not, it's weird. The songs are sad, but they don't, I don't know if it's just the music in the songs, but they don't feel depressing to me. But maybe that's because I'm not an alcoholic with OCD and dealing. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like maybe if they hit a little closer to home, they wouldn't feel so boppy and happy to me, but uh, maybe that's just me. But okay, uh, let's go to Feel Like Rain. Let's go to you first since I keep uh, skipping over you accidentally. Oh, I don't feel skipped over. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I feel like you remember me just at the right time. I just thought you might feel bad because you didn't get knighted by the queen, so I'm just trying to make sure. I am still, I'm still kind of pissed about that. I know it's okay. (laughs) You, you have the power to knight me, Blake, but you just won't do it. You just won't do it. It's the queen. It has nothing to do with me. It's the queen of England. She's stuck up about it. I can't help it. She can only uh, pick one boy tonight I know. on the day of our birth. Chris. Right. Uh, oh, one. yeah, that's true. Like, we kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. Man. Anyway, thoughts on Feel Like Rain? Love it. I mean, th- uh, you know, no big surprise. This is one of my favorite bands. So I, th- I think this is going to. I'm going to go with a theme here. I love it. Sad. Love that it. works for me. Yep. Chris, thoughts? Uh, musically, this is one of my favorite choruses of a Motion City soundtrack song. I I just always loved this chorus. I always did. I for the for the life of me, I I wish there was a microphone like right next to me, like when I see them live and I try to sing along because I bet I'm like, from the first, you know, because there's a lot of freaking words in this song, guys. I mean, yeah. you got to scroll down to see them all. Um, so yeah, I, but uh, yeah, the song always was very touching to me. I I always just loved the chorus, like just the kind of uh the movement of it i always thought was really it, it was like the perfect encapsulation of like their sound it's interesting that you say that because do you know what my note was is that i don't think the chorus is as good as the verses on these song on this song specifically really but i think it's just because like it's more so to bring up a point that it's still a good chorus it's still a good yeah. song but i i do think he's very good at writing verses a lot of people oh, have yeah. the melody wise you know it's not the most important part. It's not as, as important as the chorus, but like his melodies in, in verses are great and I love them. And he also, they as a band do a great job of like, almost every song is fantastic from the top. Like they, like this is the first record I've done where I wanted to grab the first 30 seconds of every song almost because yeah. this one, that little lo-fi yeah. drum beat in the background, 
uh, I just love it. It's, it's so good. Um, and yeah, these verses are great. It's a great song. Yeah. It really, it's, uh, well, and it, the other thing good. I liked about this song is that like, it, it, he does this thing with the verse where like, he, he keeps like he keeps almost getting to the chorus, but it doesn't quite get there, and, and then he does another verse. Yeah, they do uh, like the ver- anticipation. They do like a verse and a half yeah, or something yeah, yeah. at the I beginning thought, of this. I like yeah. that move. I like it. Which a lot. is why that whole thirty second clip was a verse, is because yeah. it doesn't like you think it's going to go to the chorus, it doesn't. It does another like half verse kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a great song. It's uh, it's very solid. Uh, shall we go to Makeout Kids? Let's shall. Shall we? Do you guys remember the 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 original social network Makeout Kids? Did, were yes. you guys ever on that? Not on it, but I remember it. I, uh, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, Makeout Kids is like maybe the first social network. I mean, it was basically barely different than a message board. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was not. There was not a lot, but uh, it was kind of the. And I I believe that's what this is. Uh, this is referencing. Um, uh. Another bouncy tune. It's kind of got a similar feel to Feel Like Rain. And I love the claps on that last chorus in the background. Um, I feel like the difference between their first record and this one is really kind of brought out in um, some of these tracks where you, I think this is just me guessing based on how the first record sounds compared to how this one sounds. I'm going to guess Hop has helped them go like, hey, there's room, you could put some space there, you know, like yeah. to get them to be a little bit more dynamic and say that like, hey, maybe on this last chorus, we just like cut to, mm-hmm. you know, basically very little of anything or cut the drums out or go to the claps or whatever kind of thing. Um, maybe that was them. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it just... Obviously, they grew up as a band too. It's a two-year diff- gap between the two of them. Um, but I, I wonder how much of that was Hoppus. It's interesting that I don't feel like he went on to do a lot of producing or anything. Um, did he? I mean, did do you guys not know? a ton? Not a lot, no. but N- not not like uh, yeah, no. But he's good at arranging a song, so I don't know why he doesn't do more. Maybe it's just not a passion I mean, well, of his or whatever. Yeah, but, he may not. Like, he's obviously got plenty of work to do doing other stuff. So <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's, busy. He's yeah. plenty busy. He was like the first guy with a podcast, like to call it back to this. Remember, I listened to it on my iPod Classic. Oh you yeah, download yeah, yeah. it. Hi, my name is he, Mark. Yeah, 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 and he was the first one to ever have the album artwork that changed in the middle of the, like. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a big deal. He was like, "I'm gonna snap my fingers. Look at your iPods," and he snapped, and then the album artwork changed. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> "Sorry, just my, little." Did just you know you that. could do that in GarageBand? Did you? <laughs> well, I knew after that. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, he's a busy guy, so maybe he just maybe it's not his favorite thing to do. But I do feel like it's a well produced record, so uh, I don't know. And I could be wrong about who's influencing what, but just judging album forward to this one, it feels like one of those things. Kyle, do you have uh, thoughts on Makeout Kids? Uh, I really love the clip that you picked. Good job. I try. Yeah, you did a great job. Clips. Um, 
I might, one might even knight you if they had the power. Mm, if they did, yeah. <laughs> I would. If I could, I would. Um, great clip. And then also, I feel like I have to bring up, I don't I don't care when it's said or in, in what context, uh, armed with a plethora of insecurities, that's a freaking Three Amigos reference. And so it rocks. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't, I never caught you, that. You don't use the word plethora without referencing Three Amigos. You know what I mean? Now I want to watch that movie tonight. Like I have to watch it tonight. I uh, mean, certainly you don't use that word and, and not intentionally reference Three Amigos, right? Uh, I mean, are you I walking f- around saying plethora? I, I mean, feel I, like I have, but it's I, normally in a in like in a in ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no that's a good maybe it is I bet I bet with I mean he certainly strikes me as someone that would like the movie yeah, yeah. no it seems right up his alley like I've never met him but like you just tell by the way he talks I, pe- right I, pe- I don't know him he, we've West, never met but, but we could totally watch it together mm-hmm. right now yeah totally uh, Justin fantastic. if you're listening so uh, let's go do time turn fragile. You guys had to have known I was going to pick that section of the song, right? I mean, yep. <laughs> there just wasn't any way. It's not really a bridge, technically. Blake, it's really Blake like Bridges a, Fisher. That should be your. It's your technically not a bridge. It's technically a B section or something because it yeah. doesn't ever go back to the chorus. Um, man, it's here's where you really start to see that, like, okay, these guys have more than just like a a punky poppy. Uh, you know, they're really. People call them punk. Really, the only thing that's punk about it, in my opinion, is kind of the speed of generally some lumped, of the stuff. They got lumped in through no fault. They got of their lumped own. in. Yeah. They're really way more in the vein of like yeah. a faster Weezer or perfect I love or it. Reggie in the Full Effect and that kind of stuff. But they do get lumped in the punk thing a lot, and I think it's just because some of their stuff is a pretty high BPM. Um, but this is where it's like, oh, okay, these guys have the ability to make some like really cool, kind of beautiful, moving. Uh, stuff and uh, I I just love the outro minute or whatever of this song when it goes to that kind of part Um, also fun fact I did not realize until okay so I I read the Limbeck thing on the liner notes I'm like oh my gosh and then I start thinking about it and then I'm looking on Wikipedia time turn fragile is a lyric from Julia that's it doesn't say it in the thing ever he just straight stole it from him and I guess he says he does that all the time (laughs) That he just like has That's a lyric amazing. or a title or something that he likes of someone else's stuff and he like yeah. works it into a song, you That's know? Fine. And so uh, I don't think he like steals it like that. No, I mean, it's an really, homage. Yeah. yeah, it is. And so I just, I totally forgot Time Turn, tra- tri- yeah, Time Turn Fragile When You Turn 22, the lyric from Julia. So anyway, that's another Limbeck thing. I love Limbeck too. So, um, yeah, I like any kind of Limbeck connection. Uh, Kyle, thoughts on Time Turn Fragile? Uh, well, first of all, that's a sweet homage. Thank you for that fun fact, Blake. I try. Yeah. 
Um, one day, <laughs> one day I'll fail to breathe, and all you'll have are memories. That's just such yeah. a good line. Um, great song. Uh, you picked a great part of the song. Good job. By the way, another thing about the oh no, you you Chris first. You give us your opinion on Time Turn Fragile before I give another I, opinion on it. I don't know. This song just never really did it for me, guys. I I I love that bridge, but that's the only part I only I've ever felt like writing home about. I just felt like the song was a little messy. I, don't it is, know I mean, it is the back half of it and the and the front half of it don't feel like if you played them yeah, side by side just, that you'd go, oh, those are from the same song. Yeah, I just kind of feel I kind of feel worn out when I'm done listening to the song. Like that's a lot of stuff. I think it's just because of the rapid sixteen note <laughs> and, and, <laughs> on the drum at the end. To do with it. <laughs> so here's here's another weird thing about it. So this is the first song on this album, and I think really for them as a band that like w- the lyrics match the feel of the what's going on behind it instrumentally. Does that make sense, Kyle? That's a like, good yeah. point. like yeah. your line about you know, um, the line you just said that I totally forgot already. Uh, it, like it fits what's going on in the background with the guitars and the organ yeah. and all that stuff and and uh, it background vocals and it just like that's kind of the first time you're like, oh wow, like it really does hit a lot harder. Yeah. Those lyrics do because of what's happening in the background and what what's coming behind it. So. But it's one of those things that they really, they, they do so little. It like has a huge impact. I think he has the potential to be like, to write that all the time. But I'm kind of glad he doesn't, if that yeah. makes sense, because yeah. I probably wouldn't want to listen to it. Um, but when when they do it, it's got like a huge impact, and you really, you really grab those lyrics a lot more and notice them. In my opinion, when they're on like behind something that's already kind of epic sounding and sounds like it. I call this music that makes me feel like I'm in a movie. That's like my favorite genre <laughs> is like, Oh, I feel like this is the background of a movie scene kind of thing. And this, the back half of this song certainly feels like that to me. Dude. So. Yeah. That bridge could totally be like where, you know, the protagonist is running through the airport to. Yeah. Movie scene <laughs> or maybe we should start referencing cause we've done this before on the show, but uh, like, or the, or the last of scrubs. Yeah, exactly. Kyle. <laughs> Like or the or the lesson learned of Scrubs. Like, like this sounds like it could be in the background of that. And maybe we should have a what YouTube do we call channel. It? JD's well, voiceovers. JD. Yeah. yeah. But let's just have a YouTube channel where we choose new songs for the, for end of the Scrubs end of Scrubs episodes, the ones we think are better from from our episodes. Let's do it. We can get sued by let's ABC viol- yeah, and say, let's the vi- musicians. We're violate some copyright. Let's just do it all. We'll just we'll you know can't can't you just like speed up the songs like one point five percent and then the algorithm can't. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll try it. We will try to post a clip of a Scrubs episode with our own music in the background and see the people that we feel like should have been on Scrubs and didn't get a chance to. I think we've talked about the rejects yep. that uh, should have been on the end of a, of a Scrubs episode. And I think we've talked about this and I'm sure there are others as well. Is, so. just, is it just a new category? The JD song? Yes. I like it. The John Dorian oh. song? Guys, we've got yeah. enough slogans for a t-shirt line now. When are we going to do should. this? Oh, let's think about this for a second. Us I really, JD, I, I like that okay, but I feel, I don't know. Let's think about like what better. we want to call this. There's feel like there needs to be something better there, but I, I like where we're going. This could be a, a new category of awards at the end of it. So, um, okay, let's go. So here's the, my other problem. The Sacred Heart <clears throat> Award? Oh, that actually works pretty well. I like that. You're good at this, Kyle. Um, uh, people, if you don't know, that's the name of the hospital they work at. If you don't know, just turn off yeah. the podcast. 
Well, yeah, do that. We don't want you. You should have heard what I said. Because yeah, get turn. How do you turn off a podcast? Hit pause. Pause pause. this. Unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) One (laughs) one star yourself. Oh my gosh. Uh, Okay, so going to the next song, uh, which is originally titled "Let's Get Fucked Up and Die." And now on Spotify and Apple Music is called no. LGFUAD. So this I, is no, no, no. It, I was always told it's LGFUAD, like it's like it's a person's name. Well, I mean, on the original lyrics of the, I mean, I looked it up even uh-huh. on my, the CD. I've got, I mean, yeah, it me was too. spelled out the whole thing for the title. And, yes, for the title, it's yeah. even right here. Yeah, he's got it in his. Oh hand. no, it's not on the vinyl. On the vinyl, it's not. But I, I it was. I'm I looked sure at it iTunes. My original import. On the iTunes, it has the full thing spelled out. Because I feel like I've heard them reference the song LG Fwad. Mm, now, see, we might have to research this more. I mean, so I was convinced it was not abbreviated. Because when I saw it on Spotify, I was like, that's not what this is called. And I went back to my iTunes library, which I had imported from a CD, and therefore Grace Note, the whole thing that goes and checks the stuff and pulls in that stuff, pulled in the full spelled out title. So I might be wrong and might be complaining about something that's not worth complaining about, but an, a downside to digital everything is that I don't like that people can change stuff about their art later on. I don't like that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas go in and mess with <laughs> our beloved and childhood hate, and, and ruin them. Christianize. Our, I don't uh... like. I don't like that. Like we digitally release an album and. You know, I'm fine with the digital remastering. I'm fine with going like, okay, let's like put this with some new stuff. That's fine. Make it sound a little better. But I don't like, I don't like the changing of titles. I don't like uh, the editing of stuff like that. I don't even really like the artwork changing. I'm fine with <laughs> releasing new artwork for. But I just don't like. So maybe that's not what happened here. Maybe I'm wrong. But like I said, my iTunes version is spelled out, and I know I didn't spell it out. Same with think. me. Yeah, no, because I imported this. I can see it right here. Your iTunes version is spelled out? Because mine's not. No, but yeah, my, mine is My the whole... imported version, my actual, not like Apple Music, like not a subscription thing. Like I don't have Apple Music, so it's like it is the CD version that got imported in 2005. So. Now, yeah, now I will say that I, I later bought the digital version mm-hmm. on iTunes, and on that one, it's LG Fwad. LG Fwad. Well, well, there's you know, no. But there's my no, original import, it's all spelled out. There's no, you know, there. It's not F period U period. And what's weird is, so right, I'm gonna LG have to Fouad, spill. I'm gonna I mean. have to spill the beans, guys. This is one of my favorite songs on the record. Oh no! Oh no, 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 god! No. Yeah, fantastic. So, of course. I feel like <laughs> I distinctly on. remember <laughs> buying it and thinking LG Fwad, and and then hearing it and being immediately like, that's okay. Hilarious. Well, I might be totally okay, wrong. No, no, no. Maybe we're both right because maybe this is one of those things. We're like, we're both right. You know, there was a very interesting thing that happened Multiple with the Weezer copies. Green album. Remember yeah. where our bass player, Steve-O, insisted that he, he had the green CD and he swore to all of us that the chorus was shorter and we all thought he was crazy and he brought a CD from home and he was right. Like, maybe it's just one of those things where like... And mine both- was not. Yeah, we had the same yeah. album that we bought the same year and Weezer released two different versions of the green album with different versions of Hashpipe and one of them literally just had a half chorus and one had a full chorus. I mean, that wow. was like the difference and... Um, I still am so desperate. And we just thought for sure he just did had no idea what he was talking about. And he brought the CD and we were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It was like a re Okay, anyway, let's go to LG Fwad, <laughs> a.k.a., you know, let's get f- up and die. Here we go. 
Since you said it's one of your favorite songs, why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? So I still remember hearing it for the first time and that opening line, like it's so, <laughs> it's so obscene. It's per, it, it just makes you laugh instantly. And yeah, because the the following line that says, yes. I'm speaking figuratively, figuratively. of course, <laughs> <I know this laughs> like so the great. last time that I committed suicide, uh-huh. wait, wait, comma, wait. social suicide. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, love I love that. It. I, it's the best. It's brilliant. The, the, the opening lyrics are well the lyrics to the song are incredible later and the bmx bike of my life is about to explode <laughs> i know that's adorable I, no i mean it. this you're right this song is is a near, like basically a perfect song i i would so put good. it i know this wasn't a single so it can't really be in that should have maybe, been no it right? was a single sorry it was a single okay but it's not like it's not like everything is all right single no. level yeah. as far as like you know, we'd put everything is all right in a top five, top ten kind of emo songs, maybe ever of that yeah. kind of. Uh, it, but honestly, I'd put this one above it just because I think the lyrics are so brilliant oh, and, awesome. and I love them. And I remember laughing out loud the first time I, I listened to it. Yeah. I remember just being like, because it's like the first line, you're like, oh boy, and then the second <laughs> line, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And then, and then this, uh, it's like it's just so good. There's, yep. I can't say enough about it. Chris, what is, what are you, what's your opinion of, uh, yeah, LG Fouad? LG, this song is, is like the perfect, like metaphor for the whole album. Cause it's just angsty, angry, self-loathing lyrics over these beautiful melodies. Um, it's a dark song, but it's so pretty. And then of course that like musical breakdown, like the, you know, the breakdown at the end with the, um, with the synth is so good. Um, gosh, the the liquor store clothesline. Yeah, we're so close to scoring. I just uh, that's like the the story of your twenties. You know, like I I remember so many stories of like getting there at like twelve oh one. Actually, uh, our our good friend nine oh one here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in Texas, but <laughs> yep. the story is about Texas. Uh, Loper, I remember for his bachelor party, we got there at like twelve fifteen, and I remember I went in there. And we you know, we put all the beer on the on the counter, and the guy was like, "Sorry, we can't, you know, we can't do it." And I was like, "I go, you're missing out, man." <laughs> and like not expecting a comeback, yeah. right? And he goes, "On what?" And I was like, "Uh, Money. we were gonna spend like fifty dollars." <laughs> like as if that guy gave a crap about that. <laughs> uh, That's all uh, I had. At least according to the internet, this uh, came about because they were on tour with the Rejects and their merch guy stood on top, like was drunk and stood on top of the table and yelled that line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, then, then, and then they wrote the song about it. So um, oh, again, like I just love that he hears things that he likes or yeah. whether in people's songs or just that people say, and then he goes like, that's a song. I'm going to well, write a whole yeah. song about that. Well, it takes a special mind to uh, we all had those moments we had people say funny things like that but like yeah. for him to be like that's awesome like i need to capture this moment in a song and he does it perfectly let's get oh. meta and talk about another podcast on this podcast have you guys watched the um the 
the past through frequency frequencies with Gerard Way yet? No, no, just came I, out? I, I have not watched. I I started to watch the one with um, the lead singer, the Get Up Kids. He talks uh, a lot about how he just does that all the time. He just like either has something in his head or hears something, or just like has to just like record it on his phone real quick because. He's just constantly always like always either hearing something that someone says and going, oh, that's a good idea, or we could write, you know. Yeah, but he's living just, in the same world as us. He's just seeing everything like as a yeah, movie, it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. as moments you could capture. Anyway, but I feel it's like beautiful. I feel like Justin has to be like that from oh, Motion City in just like the sense that, I mean, especially in just seeing some of the stories that he says about how these songs came about, you're just like, okay, this drunk merch guy says that, and I'm sure they laughed, and then he goes, no, that's a good opening line to this <laughs> song I'm going to write. Uh, I love it. I, it's, I, it's really good. I would also feel I would feel remiss. Is that right? I would be remiss. Yeah, that's I correct. Would feel remiss if I didn't mention uh, the the line. I want to know what it's like to be awkward and innocent, not belligerent. Yeah. Man, yeah. It, this this one's full of uh, full of gold. Yep. It it really is. I wonder. Um, I've always wondered what that's like being you know, writing these songs in that moment of not, you know, being in a good place and then getting into a good place. Is it hard to go back and sing these songs live? I just wonder, you know, is it like, is it weird for him to sing this song and be like, man, I was in a rough place and uh, enjoy it? Or I don't know. I mean, just that's more, I don't know that you guys are going to have the answer, obviously, but just more uh, of a thought to throw out there. No, I, I I have a feeling it would be a very beautiful thing. Like to, yeah, maybe. like to, to, especially getting past it, you know, and maybe yeah. like also feeling like maybe if I'm telling these stories that I'm helping people that are feeling the same way, I'm sure a lot of people, I would, I would these think lyrics that resonated would be, with them. I would think that would be the thing that would make you go like, Oh yeah, this is a good thing because he never uh, glorifies it. Like you no, never, no. you never get that sense that he's no. glorifying it even for a second. Like he hates, he hates himself while yeah. he's in these moments. Um, but he also says like you. You can also feel him saying like, "But I can't really stop myself." Yeah. So it's it's kind of it, it's very very tricky. Um, but yeah, no, I would think so. But that'd be a great question to ask him, Justin. Come on our show, yeah. Justin. Yeah, come come hang out. Come talk to us. Um, let's go to better open the door. I didn't really need to fade that one out. I forgot I went all the way to the end, but whatever. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on Better Open the Door? I, I mean, it's another it's another jam for me, dudes. Um. <laughs> it's, it's like the it's a no for me, dog, but it's another jam <laughs> yeah. for me, dudes. Another jam for me, dudes. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, any thoughts beyond it being a jam, Kyle, or just in general it's a jammy? I mean, the th- I, the thing is, like, I feel like I'm just going to say all the same stuff. Like, I love the drums. I like his lyrics. He, he, I mean, it, it's it's another jam for me, dudes. Chris, thoughts? Uh, this is a great rock and roll song about, like, the clubs that we all played in. and Well, not us, but these guys. Like, the triple rock is, is a very, like one of the most famous i feel like clubs from this era when you say so kyle like everybody wanted to play the triple rock it was a big deal yeah 
I feel yeah. like the saddest part is that like all of those venues are closed now. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, almost yeah. all of them. I mean, even the big ones. I mean, uh, you know. Who are these uh, people that he's mentioning? Does anyone know? Okay, that's what I want to talk about. Okay. Lyrically, I think he's a great lyricist, but this is such a good example. So I'm going to read the lyrics because they're that good. Um, the alliteration going on here. So Matt makes his murderous demand. Uh, you know, so there's that alliteration of Matt. So I don't know who Matt is, but there's that's cool. Kate claims she can't depend on me for anything. And I agree. It's crystal clear. More mm. alliteration based on Kate's name. There and then go. Frank fails to see the humor in my sad attempts at breakdancing. I love that line. <laughs> I think it's so good because I picture Justin being drunk and trying to breakdance and Frank not being amused. Um, I don't know who these people are. And Liz likes to lick her up on my thoughts uh, from the CZ Club to the Triple Rock. Uh, man, like alliteration is a cool thing in music and it's not uh, very often that people pull it off super well. Uh, but... Uh, this is a great example of the whole thing. It's got like every line. It's got an alliteration thing going on, and I I love it. I think it's great. Um, any other thoughts on better open the door before we go into the next song? No thoughts, no thoughts for me. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. Here we go. Together we will. Or sorry. Together we'll ring in the new year. It's the same thing, but not quite. This must be it. Welcome to the new year. The drinks were consumed, the plants were destroyed, and the hors d'oeuvres dismantled. I'm not smiling behind this fake veneer. I am often interrupted or completely ignored. But most of all... Chris Monier, your thoughts? That's a really pretty song. We got the New Year thing again. We do. Um, uh, but uh, I always like it when a band that rocks this hard can do a, a song that's a little more, well, uh, it's not acoustic, like 100%, no, it's on electric, but, 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 it's, but yeah, no, it's no a, rhythm section. And he pulls nothing, it off beautifully. Yeah, it's it's very, very pretty. Yeah, I like that they, um, I think you can tell that this song was maybe originally meant to be full band, and they're just like, no, let's just do the guitar thing. Right. Um, and... Uh, you know, they have the kind of full acoustic versions, I mean, they're not really acoustics because they have electrics and stuff in them too, of the following record. And they're really good. They're not like the typical thing where it's just like, oh, let's just strum this out real quick. It's yeah, actually got make some a cool few extra arrangements. Right. They're actually really good at doing that like softer arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is another kind of step in that direction. And who knows who idea, whose idea it was. Maybe that was what the song was meant to be the whole time. But I can feel that this song could have been a little faster and full band and it would have worked, but it's a nice break in the album to have like, no, let's just do a song with just, uh, you know, most people would have done acoustic, but they do an electric guitar. And, um, I think it just, it lets his vocals really, he's a great vocalist, but this one really lets it shine. Cause you can just hear, like you put headphones on. You can like, well, yeah, he's not hear pushing. the room he's in. It's yeah. Not pushing he's, it. he's not pushing. It's, it's not like uh right under that, like pushing that it part of really his register. Great. Yeah. falsetto that he's got going on kyle what are your thoughts on together will ring in the new year um i dig it i dig the change of pace and i actually uh i really love that guitar tone the uh, oh, so good, great, right? the clean yeah. guitar 
Yeah, sounds he awesome. He tended to play a... Did you call it the queen guitar? The clean, clean Oh, clean lean. guitar. Oh, oh. I was like, I wouldn't I call it a queen guitar. I thought you were back on the royal thing again. I was like, man, you got to get <clears> over no. this pretend no. thing that Blake said. Okay. I am fairly he, sure he played... Hold on. That's easy for <laughs> you to say, Sir Chris. <laughs> Sir Chris. <laughs> he normally played... Every time I saw him play, he had a, a like a... Uh, Telly Deluxe, like a vintage 70s, mm. ni- uh, like 75 Telly Deluxe. Um, and this sounds like that's probably what it is. Um, I, I agree. I really like the guitar tone on it. And it's Are the just... Deluxe, the hollow body ones? No, the Deluxe is what I've got. The oh, okay, uh, two okay. humbucker, basically the ripoff of a Les Paul. It's got two humbuckers and the switch at the top. Um, and those 70s ones were very nice. Um, like them a lot. That's why I've got one. Uh, and yeah, just a really pretty song and it's a nice change of pace. I think that, uh, like I said, you can see the maturing happening mm-hmm. kind of as this album goes along, I feel like. So, uh, let's go to hangman featuring Mark Hoppus on vocals. Although I didn't pick that for the clip. Sorry. Fed up with made you look. Do we think we're talking about the like this game on the on the you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Other things you do in vans when you're bored. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, could be one of those, or it could be the uh, the game from uh, the the waiting movie. That one. That was a different <laughs> game. That was a different game. A different <laughs> so, made you look. That's a worse version of that game. A less fun. Did we hide? Was it you or Stevo that we hid in a road case doing that? That was Stevo, and it was the Batwing. <laughs> oh, it's so veiny. <laughs> we, we got Chris with that. Uh, it was a long, uh, long con, but <laughs> it took a while. Was it? Was it that long? Well, no. I mean the con. Sorry. The oh man. Uh, this part of the podcast is, go- is getting on the floor, right? Do you think <laughs> we're just going to chop it? Yeah. Uh, no, we're leaving it in. I don't uh, <laughs> I like know. It. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving it in because he likes it? <laughs> oh, gosh. I really <laughs> have got to stop talking. I've got to start thinking about the things I'm saying. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> thoughts on Hangman. Oh my gosh, the the title of the song even works. I I uh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't really care for the song. Now I love it because of the whole thing that went into this. But uh, yeah, the bridge is just insanity. I don't know what's happening. I, it's so weird that they picked Mark to sing on this one. I, I <sighs> feel like this is the not the not a strong song on this album. Am I alone? No. Uh, you're not. 
Not okay. with me. No, okay. the song sucks. The okay, song cool. sucks on this album. I wrote, and, actually, all I wrote was Clear and Present Danger because like, they say the name of the album, and I always thought of that part of the movie where they go, this represents a clear and present danger. <laughs> That's all you guys got is that you named the name of the album in it. This, uh, other the, than that, I'm not, I'm not a fan. And, and actually, it pisses me off because I feel like they know it's not good. And they're like, <laughs> hey, 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 Mark, you want to you wanna sing on this one? Hoppus, um... <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's how I feel. Like yeah, you brought out Mark Hoppus way. for this song, this turd on the album. <laughs> it's the it's the hey, worst. Chris, song. would you go? Would you go so far to call this a crap sandwich? Of course. I mean, it, yeah, but it, it's hard to because, like, what's well, funny? It, I I I can't put into words how many times I've felt nervous to say I didn't like a song, especially saying it first, and then almost every time you guys went, yeah, yeah, it kind of stinks. So I feel better now. Here's what's weird about this song to me. Do you know what this song sounds like? Is mm. it sounds like the bonus track on an album? Yeah, that you totally. throw on there because or you're like, like ah, we can't figure out how this version. fits. Yeah. So we'll put it on the iTunes extras or yep. whatever. I completely but agree. It's the second. It's the penultimate song, and and I I agree. I I do not think that this song fits really well. It's got. You're right. After that bridge, it kind of gets a little chaotic. Um, which we haven't, everything else is so tight and it's not like it's not tight. It's just, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I don't, it feels very out of place. I don't think it's so much that I hate the song, but it always sounded like, it always sounded like a bonus track to me that I would have been like, all right, I'm done with this. Cause I kind of hate like how I can count on one hand, how many bonus tracks on an album I've ever liked. Well, what they're a, usually bonus because they didn't make the record. Well, what about this right. record? Because Invisible Monsters is a bonus track, and that's what pisses me off about it. It's like, <laughs> the, this song did not need to be on the record, and I feel no. like it was just like, hey, Mark Hoppus, you're famous, you're producing this, want to sing on this crap song? Here's the thing that I don't like about bonus tracks. He couldn't tracks. save it. He couldn't save it. Uh, I actually never listened to the bonus track on this album because, we'll talk about it in a second, the end of Hold Me Down is so great. Like, I don't want to hear something else after it. And I and I kind of like the complete album, and I don't want to ruin it with some thing well, that you just threw on the end. Well, not to skip ahead, but don't you think Invisible Monsters is a better song than this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do think so. But it still feels like a bonus track. They both sound. They both sound like bonus tracks to me. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I, I I think it doesn't fit well. I wish they would have thrown Mark on something else. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you've got like a you know the Excalibur in the studio there. Yeah, you've literally got a guy that sold something like uh, 20 million records <laughs> producing, and, and you bring and, him out for this. Yeah, it's not my favorite, and maybe it was one of those things that the band really loved and wanted it on there. Um, I I. It's weird. You couldn't really go from together will be ringing the new year to hold me down either. There needs to be a song here. Um, but I just don't think this is it. And um it's it's really the only thing that keeps me from saying this is like a perfect record. But anyway, yeah. we'll go on to that. So let's go to uh let's go to Hold Me Down then, the final track of the record. Uh, Kyle, 
your thoughts on Hold Me Down? I mean, much better than the song before it. <laughs> Seems like an easy bar to jump over. So, but, uh... so much better. Uh, great clip. Uh, I do. I do agree. Like it's it's a perfect ending, and I do. I like Invisible Monsters, the bonus track that they have. Which is it on your vinyl, Blake? Do uh, they include it? They do not. Okay. Well, that's that's perfectly fine because I do think I think this is the perfect ending song, and so love it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, th- that's kind of my opinion about it. Is that it's a great ending song especially that's got that like three minutes at the end of just noise and of that guitar i love that thing that comes in and out of the song um it's really good i i love the line about you're the metaphor i can't create because it really is creating a metaphor there i think that's like such a such a justin thing a, a lyric that's a great great lyric chris what are your thoughts on uh hold me down uh, you guys already said it. It's a it's a beautiful song, and and it, it ends this record absolutely perfectly. It's uh, yeah, I like the outro, like you said, and uh, lyrically, it's really pretty. I, I I really can't add to what you guys said. You you said it perfect. We and I, yeah, of, I'm still pissed off about the other song. So yep. you know, it's a little we bit. We talked of a lot about opening tracks on records, um, and some bands that we've covered so far that have done it really well. Motion City soundtrack, at least on these two for sure this one and the following even if it kills me just oh they nail kill the it. final track oh, yeah. i mean and again this is more of a lyrics matching the the sound of the music that's going on behind it and the and the sentiment which is why i think those lyrics sting a little bit more um and it's kind of the same thing on the ending track of of uh, even if it kills me um and I just feel like he, it's a yeah, it's a really good way to end the in the album, and uh, not only from a song standpoint, but like a, a you know recording it and kind of letting it trail off and doing all that stuff. It just it feels good. Um, I really like it. So that is track by track. Let's go on to kind of our lasting impressions and maybe awards that we would give the album. I think we know the answer to most of these. I don't even know why we do this section of the podcast, uh, but does it hold up, fellas? Kyle, I mean, I think we know. Yeah, we absolutely. We're going to say yes. Um, Chris, do you think it's their best album? I don't know. All of their albums are have like really interesting components that make them special and great. I I think as far as my personal yeah it can be listening habits thing. yeah it's that yes thing, at yeah. pound for pound this is their best Ooh. album it, 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 but that's just based on like i was never really a huge motion city soundtrack fan i still yeah. don't consider myself one even though i go to all their shows it's like we have a really um we have a, a tenuous relationship at, at me and motion city I, I it's like i i think i love you but i'm not quite sure i'm just always falling in love with you does that make sense it does. I, I have bands like that. that I'm, um, this is not one of them because I do love, love this mm. band. Um, Kyle, then let's let's ask you, then do you think it's their best album? No. And and I also love, love this band. And one of my favorite things about this band, I think we've had conversations about it, Blake, but like I think the, people, the people that love this band, uh, one of my favorite things about them is that they can't agree on what their best album is. And that's kind yeah. of a cool thing. Like Normally a good sign. Yeah, I think. I mean, dude, I think I think even if it kills me is a perfect record, and I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm gonna say it. I think Go is a perfect record, dude. Like, oh, Go is so good. Go yes. is very good. I listened to all of them uh, in the last week or so because we knew we were doing this, and yeah, Go absolutely holds up. Even if it kills me, is their best in my opinion. Yeah, I just think they every nailed bit it. of it nailed it, and um, and it has has a lot of it where I. Um, I just, I really like it, but but really the only one I don't love of theirs is uh this dinosaur life. It's the only yeah, one but, I really. But don't you think that my dinosaur life is like a fun, or my dinosaur life is yeah. like a fun? Uh, don't you think it's like a fun, good sounding record? It is. Yeah. And my and it's got my favorite Motion City soundtrack song. Wait, what's no, your favorite? A... What's your favorite Motion City soundtrack? Her song? words. Her words destroyed my planet. Uh, that's a great. That's a great song. No, there are some great songs on it, but it just doesn't it doesn't front to back work as well as, um, as their other ones. Um, I feel like, but yeah, this is, this is, like I said, it's kind of neck and neck with this. There's a few bands like this that I feel that way where it's, it's hard. And honestly, sometimes it depends on what time of year it is. You know what I mean? Like this feels more like a summary album because I can just crank it. Whereas like, even if it kills me, feels uh, sadder to me for some reason, but I can't figure out why. I think it's just because of the final track, the final line of the album. Yeah, <laughs> being the album title, I, I love that ending on it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think it's hard for me to pick their best or my favorite, honestly, because I feel like I want to say it's um, even if it kills me, but man, this one's pretty close. Really, honestly, it's Hangman that makes me Hangman, uh, man, laying it back and say maybe it we, isn't. But we do not like that song, do we, boys? I and I would say that on Go and even if it kills me, there is not a Hangman. I there's not a track that I, agree. I don't like. So I agree. Um, okay, so let's go to Desert Island songs. What are two or three of your favorite, uh, Chris? Uh, two or three of my favorite. That's not very hard on this record because it. I just got to go with what's easy. But hey, it's my Desert Island, like I always say. Attractive yeah, today. Cheers. Everything is all right. LG Fawad. For those who bought the record after me and Blake, those are my go-tos. Kyle, what are yours? Uh, I'm definitely going Everything is Alright uh, when you're around an LG Fwad. It is really hard for me to pick three. Um, do you want a fourth, Blake? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to only do three because I've I've said let's stick to two or three or we'll keep creeping oh, okay. in. And pretty much we'll be like, here's my the, 10 favorite songs. My 10 favorite out of 13, yeah. Uh, I think my three have to be Hold Me Down, uh, LG, Fouad, and probably Everything is All Right. It's weird to pick the single sometimes. I know, it's so hard. Though, get worn out on, but it is it goes against your best instincts. But it's, a, it's a single because it rocks, man. It is. Don't, it's a don't hate too. yourself. Uh, but when you're around is a, is a close one, but yeah, I'm going to stick with everything is all right. Um, LG Fouad and hold me down. I, I, those are the ones that make it onto more playlists than anything. That's kind of my, that's how I kind of, uh, that's my barometer for what my favorite songs are. It's what makes them on the most, uh, most playlist for me. Uh, nobody's perfect. I think we already know what that is. It's going to be hangman unanimously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that one's pretty easy. Um, grower, not a shower. Chris, do you have one that grew on you? Yeah, better that... open the door for sure. Um, I the the little things that you pointed out about the um the alliteration. Um, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that until you mentioned it here. I mean, I picked up on the names. I was like, who are yeah. these people? Um, yeah. but I, I just love songs about moments in time. Um, 
and especially songs about places that are special to the musician's heart. Um, yep. why, I can't think of the Jimmy World song right now, but Ninth and Ash. Yes, on, exactly. Uh, on a, yeah, right on a Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Saturday? yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't, don't. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, don't. Yeah. Where we've hung separate. out, we have gone yep. to Ninth and Ash, the bar I, there, whatever it's I, called. Yeah, and when 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 I listen to the song, I feel I feel like I'm there with them that night, uh, and that's not easy as a songwriter to put put your listener in that moment. Um, plus, I love rock and roll clubs. It's part of my life, so uh, this song is great to me for that reason. Kyle, Kyle, do you have a grower? No, I mean I was all in, like uh, other than <laughs> Hangman, like I I was into them, and and um, I don't know, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or if we just kind of skimmed over, but like I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have like a record in my mind that's their most important. Did you ask if this was their most important record? Oh no, I you? didn't. Yeah, what do what do you like, think? I mean, as far as we said best, but it's weird mo- because most important. Where I you f- land on that. This band is like, uh, they are free from time in my mind. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I I don't think about their records in order. I just, I, I like it all except for hangman. So that being said, I don't have like a most important cause I feel like even if it kills me is such a killer record, but this, this record is great. And I don't remember like what the peak of their popularity was was my dinosaur life the peak of their popularity because they played well that was their only one so that was their only major label yeah that was their big Um, major label that was columbia i think um maybe not columbia i might be wrong about that i Um, think you're right no that sounds right to me uh and so uh, by the way that was the conan performance where it's all jay uh, leno's fault it's all jay leno's fault they changed the lyric because it was his it was the last week another reason to love that song kyle it should be your favorite i'm just saying you're wrong um (laughs) it is a great song (laughs) and i remember seeing that on conan and just losing it i just thought that was so that's like that 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 chris that's that chris pratt gif right where like the camera pins on he's going it's yeah it's like such throwing a, shade uh such a good Conan send-off. was getting kicked off the tonight show and uh and in that final month that he was on they they did that song and that's uh yeah it was so uh, that's a that's a great one yeah so is there i mean i don't but i don't know sales wise which one i mean i would say that like even if it kills me probably was um the top but i don't know because I would assume if it went really well on My Dinosaur Life, they would have continued to be on Columbia. But I don't know. Well, I think it's exactly. I think it's it's kind of interesting now that I'm thinking about it because I feel like every one of these bands that we've done, there's there's like this clear high point in their career, and mm-hmm. I and I don't I don't know that I have this memory of a specific like Motion City soundtrack is well, huge. I, you know? I think it's because they never got as big as they should have. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Based on how good these albums are, yeah, you're right, and and how, I mean, the melodies. I mean, it's just they're great songs, and they should have been bigger. And I don't know if that's, I don't know. They obviously were super hardworking too. That the spirit Um, of our podcast though is that this time was a prolific time for this kind of music. It was hard to inch your way out of it. They sure, yeah. they sure built a niche for themselves, no man. I mean, they're still filling up venues. I mean, I know they stopped for a while, but that's not easy to do. A lot of bands from that era are not filling up Dude, venues yeah. like these guys still can. Also, yeah, for me... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, also, like, this band was very influential on me, and but, like, like I don't know that you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. 
No, I, I on the important question since I forgot to ask it, I I think this is probably their most important album because I think everything is all right was probably a bigger single for them. Oh, it was like on MTV and everything. Yeah, yeah. then like then stuff on even if it kills me. But like, even if it kills me, it was definitely the one that solidified me as like, okay, I love this band. Like, oh, I yeah. really liked this yep. band, and I'd seen them live. I really liked them a lot. But even if it kills me, it was the one that like I really was like, okay, I was like, okay, this is, um, like I'm I'm never gonna not get this band's album the day it comes out, kind of thing. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know if I have. I think my grower is probably. Um, together will ring in the new year. It just seems, I think it was something that I probably skipped the slow song sometimes back in the day. Um, but you know, I maybe appreciate it a lot more now than I did at first. Uh, sometimes it's really easy back then to want to skip the chill one. Um, when you're jamming in the car, but I would not skip it now. Um, any other thoughts on, on the album or, or the band in general, uh, before we wrap up fellas, anything you'd like to say? That we already find out that they're gonna play shows again. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they just released a single recently. Uh, okay, that we'll, we'll link so, to. Um, yeah, they're on my they're on my post COVID like uh, I I need to go to a concert and feel things again list. Oh my so, gosh, yes. So, <laughs> so they released a single, but I don't know if you you guys saw this uh, on Chorus FM. They they he they put up an interview. I don't remember who it was with, but he basically Justin was like. Yeah, like I'm always thinking about music with those dudes and like I'm probably never done, but like, you know, this is not a they're not reuniting. They're not making an album. And so it's just a single. It's just a single. Which is such a bummer. Yeah, I'd love to hear another album from them. Um obviously. So um I don't know. Maybe we'll get one someday. But I just feel like they they made solid records. Like I said, my dinosaur life is the only one I really don't like that much, and it's still pretty good. It's yep. just not as good as the other ones. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And again, if you like what you hear, please consider giving us a glowing review on iTunes. It must be glowing. Don't mail it in again. Don't mail obviously. it. Uh, and of course, please subscribe so that new episodes conveniently show up on your phone whenever we release them. And uh, send us your comments, disagreements, or suggestions to f- info at findingemopod.com or on Twitter. Hooray! we can't believe we got unsuspended uh literally guys um yeah the day after we released um the last uh wait was that did we already talk about this i can't even remember did we no 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 you okay we we finally we talked about it finally acquiesced and gave the new twitter handle and then literally that night you emailed us all at like 1 a.m i think yeah, no, yeah. So literally what happened, I've been bugging Twitter since early May, so for something like four or five months now to let us back and they never responded. We published that last episode. We're like, fine, we'll use the backup Twitter account. We announced it on that last episode. <laughs> we like put it in the show notes, and then Twitter literally sends me an email that night. We have unsuspended your account. <laughs> and oh. I was like, uh I was pretty uh just it's hilarious you have to laugh at it so anyway you can find us now finding emo pod is the handle uh, you can also use that on facebook and instagram and uh you know please follow and comment uh tell us what we're wrong about tell us what you agree with whatever we're happy to chat with you on there uh, the next episode we do is going to be the used in love and death uh, oh, we are yeah we are officially 
we have decided we don't have to do albums in the order they came out in. So we're going to do their sophomore album instead of their their first one uh, just because we want to. It's our podcast. We do what we want. So listen to In Love and Death, and then we will catch you in a couple of weeks next time. See you. Later. Outro music. Outro music.